0: Why we may expect our successors not to care about suffering. By Jim Buller. Summary. Some values are less adapted to the biggest potential futures than others, see my previous post, in the sense that they may constrain how one should go about colonizing space, making them less competitive in a space expansion race. The preference for reducing suffering is one example of a preference that seems particularly likely to be unadapted and selected against. It forces the suffering-concerned agents to make trade-offs between preventing suffering, and increasing their ability to create more of what they value. Meanwhile, those who don’t care about suffering don’t face this trade-off, and can focus on optimizing for what they value without worrying about the suffering they might, in, directly cause. Therefore, we should, all else equal, expect the grabbiest civilization’s agents to have relatively low levels of concern for suffering, including humanity, if it becomes grabby. Call this the upside-focused colonist curse, UCC. In this post, I explain this UCC dynamic in more detail using an example. Then, I argue that the more significant this dynamic is, relative to competing others, the more we should prioritize S-risks over other long-term risks, and soon. Heading. The humane values, the positive utilitarians, and the disvalue penalty. Consider the concept of disvalue penalty. The subjective amount of disvalue a given agent would have to be responsible for in order to bring about the highest subjective amount of value they can. The story below should make what it means more intuitive. Say they are only two types of agents. Those endorsing humane values, the HVs who disvalue suffering and value things like pleasure. The positive utilitarians, the pus who value things like pleasure but disvalue nothing. That's the end of that list. These two groups are in competition to control their shared planet or solar system or light cone or whatever. The HVs estimate that they could colonize a maximum of some high number of stars and fill those with a maximum of some high number units of value. However, they also know that increasing their civilization's ability to create value also increases s risks in absolute. They, therefore, face a trade-off between maximizing value and preventing suffering which incentivizes them to be cautious with regard to how they colonize space. If they were to purely optimize for more value without watching for the suffering they might, directly or indirectly, become responsible for, they predict they would cause X unit of suffering for every 10 units of value they create. This is the HV's disvalue penalty x 10 which is a ratio, a high ratio means a heavy penalty. The pus, however, do not care about the suffering they might be responsible for. They don't face the trade off the HV's face and have no incentive to be cautious like them. They can, right away, start colonizing as many stars as possible to eventually fill them with value, without worrying about anything else. The PU's disvalue penalty is zero. There's an image here, check out the original post. Image 1. Neander Wallace, a character from Blade Runner 2049 who can be thought of as a particularly PU because they have a higher disvalue penalty, incentivizing them to be more cautious, the humane values are less grabby than those of the pus. While the pus can happily spread without fearing any downside, the HVs would want to spend some time and resources thinking about how to avoid causing too much suffering while colonizing space, and about whether it's worth colonizing at all, since suffering would hurt their total utility. This means, according to the grabby values selection thesis, that we should, all else equal, expect PU-ish values to be selected over HV-ish values in the space colonization race. Obviously, if there were values prioritizing suffering reduction more than the HVs, these would be selected against even more strongly. This is the upside-focused colonist curse, UCC. The concept of disvalue penalty is somewhat similar to that of alignment tax the heavier it is, the harder it is for you to win the race. The situation PUS and the HVs are in, in my story, is analogous to the situation the AI capability and AI safety people are currently in, in the real world. This UCC selection effect can occur both within a civilization, intra-civilian, where HVs and PUS are part of the same civilization, and in between different civs, inter-civilian selection, where HVs and PUS are competing civilizations. Heading Addressing obvious objections, hash hash, mostly relevant to the intercivilian context. But why don't the suffering, concerned agents simply prioritize colonizing space and actually think about how to best maximize their utility function later, in order not to lose the race against the pus? This is what my previous post refers to as the convergent preemptive colonization argument. We'll see that this argument does not apply well to our present example. See Shulman 2012 for an example in which the argument works better. It, indeed, seems like the HVs could postpone some actions like thinking about how to create happy minds without requiring some non-trivial, incidental suffering, and therefore the action of eventually doing it. However, here's a list of bullet points. This, of course, conditions on them being patient enough. They can't similarly delay reducing all kinds of s risks. The idea of prioritizing space colonization and postponing suffering prevention may be highly similar to that of prioritizing AI capabilities and postponing AI safety. Once the former is prioritized, it may be too late for the latter. A few examples. They can't delay preventing disvalue from conflict with other agents, see Clifton 2019, Sandberg 2021. They need to think about this before meeting them so they'll spend time or resources thinking about this instead of colonizing sooner or faster. They also can't delay preventing suffering subroutines or simulations, see Tomasic 2015, that might be instrumentally useful during the colonization process. They also need to think about this beforehand. The HVs should be more concerned, relative to the pus, about the possibility of their values drifting or being hacked, by for example, a malevolent actor, since this might result in hypercatastrophic near misses, see Tomasic 2019, Leech 2022, from their perspective. The HVs have more to lose than the pus, such that they would want to spend time and resources on preventing this early on. In our current world, concern for suffering seems to correlate with skepticism and uncertainty regarding the value of colonizing space. This correlation is so strong that it might be hard to select against the latter without selecting against the former. And while this might seem specific to today's humans, it is arguably a tendency that is somewhat generalizable to our successors and aliens. The HV's concern for suffering may very well be asymmetric on the action-emission axis, such that they're more worried about the suffering they might create than the suffering they might prevent, making them less bullish on space colonization. That's the end of that list. Note that all those points are disjunctive. You don't need to buy them all to agree with my general claim. Mostly relevant to the intra civilian context, but why don't the suffering concerned agents try to join the PUS in their effort to colonize space and push for more cautiousness instead of trying to beat them? They will likely try that, indeed. But we should expect them to be progressively selected against since they drag down the PU project. The few HVs who might manage not to value drift. And not to get kicked out of the group of pus driving colonization efforts are those who are complacent and not pushing really hard for more cautiousness. Subheading If the upside focused colonist curse is real, then so too is the selection effect against anything that differs from, let's just grab as much as possible and nothing else matters. Yes, that is, technically, true. However, the selection effect against concern for suffering, disvalue seems much stronger than the selection effect against PU ish values. In fact, Carl Schulman, 2012, argues that the selection effect against PU-ish values is very small. And although I find some of his assumptions poorly backed up, I think the considerations he raises make a lot of sense. Disvaluing something, however, seems to be a notable constraint, especially when this something is suffering, that is, a thing that might be brought about for quite a few different reasons, see my response to the first objection value systems that demand the minimization of suffering seem therefore more likely to be selected against. There's an image here, check out the original post. Figure 1. Vague illustration of my intuitions regarding how grabby different moral preferences are. Heading. Potential implications. I think I have demonstrated that the biggest futures correlate with negligible concern for suffering, that is, that UCC is a thing, all else equal. Obviously, all else is probably not equal. The extent to which UCC is decisive relative to other dynamics seems to mainly depend on the strength of the, broader, grabby value selection effect, which I briefly and roughly try to assess in this section in my previous post. In the present section, however, I want to draw some implications from UCC, assuming it is somewhat of a decisive factor. Heading the values of aliens may not be worse than that of our successors, which reduces the importance of certain ways of reducing X risks. Brauner and Grossholtz, 2018, Part 2.1, argue that, W. Heather, post, humans colonizing space is good or bad, space colonization by other agents seems worse, and that this pushes in favor of prioritizing X risk reduction. As they explain, here's a quote. If humanity goes extinct without colonizing space, some kind of other beings would likely survive on Earth. These beings might evolve into a non-human technological civilization in the hundreds of millions of years left on Earth, and eventually colonize space. Similarly, extraterrestrials, that might already exist or come into existence in the future, might colonize, more of, our corner of the universe, if humanity does not. That's the end of that quote they then claim that our reflected preferences likely overlap more with a post-human civilization than alternative civilizations. While this seems likely true in small futures where civilizations are not very grabby, the grabby value selection thesis suggests that the grabbiest civilizations converge on values that are particularly expansion-conducive. More specifically, UCC suggests that we should expect them to have little concern for suffering, independently of whether they are human or alien. Therefore, it seems that Brauner and Grossholtz's claim is false in humanity's biggest futures, conditional on. 1. Sentience is a convergent feature among different civilizations, such that there is no strong evidence to assume grabby aliens are less likely, than grabby humans, to value things like pleasure. 2. Us, people considering this argument, being impartial, see McCaskill 2019. We don't make arbitrary discriminations like, dis. Valuing X more on the sole pretext that X has been caused by humans rather than by other agents. While I 100% endorse number 2, number 1 does not seem necessarily obvious, which means that Brawner and Gross Hots, 2018, Part 2.1, above argument still holds to some extent. All else equal, grabby humans might be somewhat more likely to spread things like pleasure than the average grabby alien civilian. Moreover, even assuming the grabbiest aliens and the grabbiest humans have very similar values, one may argue that it is still preferable not to wait for aliens to spread something potentially valuable that humanity could have spread sooner, assuming the expected value of humanity's future impact is positive. The importance of this consideration depends on how delayed the colonization of our corner of the universe is, in expectation, if it is done by another civilization than humanity. However, I think UCC may seriously dampen the importance of reducing X-risks. In expectation, grabby humans and grabby aliens still seem somewhat likely to create things that are similarly, disvaluable, which assails quite a big crux for prioritizing, some X-risks, see Gutman 2022, Tomasik, 2015, Aired 2020. Heading: Present long-termists may have a strong comparative advantage in reducing S-risks. This one is pretty obvious. We've argued that in the worlds with the most stakes upside focused agents are selected for such that we should all else equal expect or act as if those who will control the corner of our universe to care about things like pleasure much more than about suffering. In expectation this means that while we can to some extent count on our descendants and or aliens to create things that we or our reflected preferences would find valuable we can't count on them to avoid s risks while S-risks are already highly neglected considering only present humans, see Bauman 2022, GLOW 2023, this neglectedness may very well notably increase in the far future. And I doubt that any long-termist thinks the importance and tractability of S-risk reduction are low enough, see, for example, GLOW 2023 for arguments against that, to endorse not doing anything about this expected increased neglectedness. Therefore, long-termists might want to increase the extent to which they prioritize reducing S-risks in long-lasting ways, by for example, coming up with effective safeguards against near-misses to spare upside-focused AIs the high opportunity cost of preventing suffering. As a side note, I haven't yet really thought about whether, or how, the upside-focused colonist curse consideration should perhaps change S-risks researchers' priorities, see, for example, the research agendas of CLR and CRS but that might be a promising research question to work on heading conclusion to the extent that UCC is a likely implication of the grabby value selection thesis it seems almost trivially true however i am deeply uncertain regarding its significance and therefore whether it is a strong argument for prioritizing s risks over other long term risks is there any crucial consideration i'm missing for instance, are there reasons to think agents or civilizations that care about suffering might, in fact, be selected for and be among the grabbiest? How could we go about Femi estimating the strength of the selection effect? Thoughts are more than welcome. Also, if UCC is decisively important, does that imply anything else than, today's long-termists might want to prioritize s risks? What do you think? More research is needed, here. Please, reach out if you'd be interested in trying to make progress on these questions. Heading. Acknowledgement. Thanks to Robin Hanson, Maxim Risch, and Anthony DiGiovanni for our insightful conversations around this topic. Thanks to Antonin Broy for valuable feedback on an early draft. Thanks to Michael St. Jules, Charlie Guthman, James Faville, Jojo Lee, Ewan McLean, Timothy Chan, and Matt's Appiness for helpful comments on later drafts. I also benefited from being given the opportunity to present my work on this topic during a retreat organized by EA Oxford, thanks to the organizers and the retreat attendees who took part in the discussion. Most of my work on this sequence so far has been funded by Existential Risk Alliance. All assumptions it claims are omissions are my own. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. The original text contained nine footnotes which were omitted from the narration.